Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the book of Hebrews with this message entitled, A Dreadful Warning. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25. Now here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Pay close attention because God from heaven is speaking. He speaks, he warns from heaven. So we will turn to the 12th chapter beginning with verse 25. Hebrews 12, 25 through 29. See to it. That appeared in chapter 3, verse 12. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. So you see warning a number of times in this. So here also, see to it, beware, see to it, that you do not refuse him who speaks. Dr. Robbins' hymn stands for whom? God. That's right. God is speaking to you. Do not refuse him who speaks. Present tense. God is speaking continuously. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth. And you read chapter 3 and 4. That they never entered into rest, the people of, in the wilderness. Twenty years and older people. All died except two. They did not escape. Don't play games with him who speaks. How much less will we if we turn away? That is apostasy. If we turn away... From him who warns from heaven. God is speaking to you. From heaven. Today. At that time his voice shook the earth. A limited shaking. Mount Sinai. But now he has promised. And he keeps his promise. He has promised. Once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The cosmic eschatological shaking, the final judgment. The words once more indicate, reveals, removing of what can be shaken. The shaking has a purpose, sir. And it happens in our home, in our life, God is shaking. So that you may know whether you have trusted in him and therefore you are unshakable or you are trusting in something else that's shakable. Your mother, your children, your wealth, your beauty, your job. He's going to shake, sir. And he doesn't ask you permission. It is his universe. He does what he wants. And he owns you outright. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken. That is created things. Speaking about the fallen creation. 
so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, now we know what cannot be shaken is the kingdom of God. God and his people who trusted in him, they cannot be shaken. They remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. The root of all sin, somebody said, is unthankfulness. Let us be thankful and so serve God, worship God acceptably with fear and awe. Worship is the response to God's grace. And if that is not sufficient, there is the final statement. For our God is a consuming fire. So we are speaking about worship of God, acceptable worship, worship at Mount Sinai, then we spoke about worship on Mount Zion, and now let me speak to you about this dire, dreadful warning. Greater the light, greater the responsibility. There are people who think people of the gospel age have it easy. It doesn't matter how you live. God is nice. Turn with me to 2 Kings. Chapter 8, beginning with verse 12. Elijah was concerned about Israel, worshipping Baal. He went to Horeb and God said... Go and anoint Hazael. And now he does it through Elisha. Why is my Lord weeping? Elisha is weeping, asked Hazael. Because I know the harm you will do to the Israelites. He answered, to God's people. By divine ordination and divine commission. God anoints Hazael, king of Aram. You will set fire to their fortified places. Kill their young men with the sword, dash their little children to the ground, and rip open their pregnant women. God deliberately lets it happen. I asked the elders, what's the difference between God of the Old Testament and God of the New Testament? The correct answer is what? No, no difference. Because as one young lady said, God cannot change. It is silly to think that God of the New Testament is all smiles and all grace and will do nothing. Just like my passive father. He wouldn't do anything. He's all focused on television. You can do anything you want. My father does nothing. And we create an image in our head. That heavenly father is just like our father. Uninterested in the affairs of the world. Apathetic. Sorry for you kids if your father is apathetic. And is focused on television. And doesn't act. He has failed utterly in representing God to you. Rip open pregnant women. They did the same thing in the New Testament times. And the Romans came. 
Jesus himself said they will dash your children on the rock. These things have happened and happens again and again and again in God's universe by divine ordination and plan and purpose. I said greater revelation means greater responsibility. God has spoken in the past through the prophets in part. But chapter 1, 1 through 3 we read, but he has spoken finally and fully by his son. Do not refuse him who speaks. Count it a great privilege if God is speaking to you. Because there is coming a time when he will stop speaking. You can be in the church, but you receive nothing. Because God has stopped speaking to you. Hearing they will not hear. Seeing they will not see. Lest they repent and be saved. Not hearing is a divine curse. Do not reject him. Refuse him who speaks because it is God who speaks. He has spoken in the past. He speaks now. God is speaking. He speaks continually. Present tense. He speaks in the scriptures, sir. Did you know that? I was up at 4.30 and I opened the Bible and boy, it's a wonderful time to read. I begin to see things I didn't see before. The ideal time. God is speaking. He speaks continually in the scriptures. I challenge young people. I know some of you have no family altar. And I was studying and God gave me this picture. Some homes are like the altar in Samaria which was in ruins and Elijah with the twelve stones repairs it the Holy Spirit said that's the way certain homes are altar is in ruins altar is in ruins because you cannot have a family altar and live the way you are living it will be utterly impossible to have a regular listening to God in the Holy Scriptures and talking to God in prayer. He speaks by His Holy Spirit. He speaks through His servants, His appointed ministers. He speaks through parents. To you, He speaks through your parents. But you didn't listen. There are parents here who are weeping because children didn't listen. It's a tragedy. And I spoke to a number of girls, 15 through 18. You've been baptized here, and you confess Jesus is Lord. And you will never get away from that confession. You can go and do anything you want. He will hold you accountable to that confession and deal with you severely. To think that God doesn't see you when you do your own thing. His appointed ministers, he speaks through parents, he speaks through the body of Christ. He speaks from the pulpit. He speaks through brothers and sisters. I was told that how certain people spoke to you, but you refused to listen. And wanted to make that person a liar when that person was telling truth. In love, confronting. You didn't accept it. 
And you went from there down, down, down. You didn't understand that person was speaking to me as an agent of God. God is speaking through the teachers. God is speaking. Refuse him and be condemned. Believe him and be saved. Jesus said, my word is spirit and my word is life. What a privilege it is to hear that word of God, which is spirit and which is life-giving. That through hearing that word, we cross from death to life forevermore. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent and believe the gospel. God is speaking And what is he speaking? Let me tell you good news. He is speaking from Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. He is speaking good news. He is inviting you to his great banquet. He invites you to a wedding banquet. Pay attention. Realize who is speaking. And remember excuses they created. I have bought a field. I must go. Must you see? Must. Heaven can wait. God can wait. Everybody else can wait. Preacher can wait. But I must go. To see the field I bought. We are too busy. Planting, harvesting, buying, selling, marrying, and giving in marriage. We are all engrossed in the affairs of this world. The altar lies in ruin. We are too busy having fun, sir. Going and coming. Where God doesn't want you to go. Spending money. Fun, sir, fun. That's what I want. Everything is fun. Soon you find out life is not all fun. And it will be too late. I have bought ten oxen. I must try them out right now. I must try them out. I just got married. I cannot come. Excuses. Excuse after excuse after excuse. Given to him who speaks to us from heaven. Speaks to us good news. God's wrath shall be poured out upon those who refuse him. Who refuse him. We saw he is the judge of all. No one runs away from him. Everyone runs toward him. He rules the universe. There is no escape from his presence. Repent and be saved now. God is speaking in grace. In Sinai he spoke and he shook the earth. But a day is coming. As promised through Haggai. God is going to shake heaven and earth. A cosmic shaking of God is coming. And you have also experienced some shaking in your own life. You are a fool if you don't connect the dots. 
that God is shaking. God is dealing with me severely. But there is a final shaking coming. Who can endure the day of God's shaking of heaven and earth? Jesus said, what does it profit if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? Those who are tempted to go back to Judaism and the comforts of the world, listen to this dreadful warning. You shall not escape God's cosmic shaking. And his shaking is designed to prove what is unshakable and what is shakable. Every sinner will be shaken. This created world order will be shaken. Let's turn to Second Peter chapter 3. And beginning with verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way. What kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. There is a shaking, sir. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 1 where the writer quotes Psalm 102. In verse 11 and 12, chapter 1. They will perish, but you remain. You see, you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment. They will be changed, but you remain the same. And your years will never end. There is a shaking, sir. 1 John 2 and verse 17 tells this. The world and its desires pass away. But the man who does the will of God lives forever. The lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes and the pride and boasting of things. There will be a shaking and all will go away. St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 31, you read recently, for this world in its present form is passing away. It is passing away, sir. It looks so strong, sturdy, touchable. And people say it's been eternal creation. <laughs> and it will remain forever. No sir. It is created work of God. Made subject to vanity. And God will shake it all. And he will make a new heaven and a new earth. Where God dwells with his people in righteousness. 
Turn to the book of Daniel chapter 2. And there we read in verse 31. You looked, O king, and there before you stood a large statue. An enormous, dazzling statue, awesome in appearance. The head of the statue was made of pure gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of baked clay. While you were watching, a rock was cut out, but not by human hands. It struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and smashed them. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, the gold were broken to pieces at the same time and became like chaff on a threshing floor in the summer. The wind swept them away without leaving a trace. But the rock that struck the statue became a huge mountain and filled the whole earth. He's going to wipe out everything that is not his. Daniel 7, beginning with verse 13. In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one. Like a son of man coming with clouds of heaven, he approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All peoples, nations, and men of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Laugh at the gospel. Mock Jesus Christ. And mock the scriptures. Mock the spirit. Mock the preacher. Be offended by it. No matter. His kingdom alone remains. And those who trust in Jesus Christ alone remains. Turn to Matthew chapter 7. In the light of this let us read this. Therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. And those houses built on sand of human reason, on arrogance, will be shaken and will fall. And it is a great crash. And it happens in families. Great crash. Great crash. And individuals. Great crash. Because it was not built on the principles of the kingdom of God. This created world will be shaken. The kingdom of God will never be shaken. God and his holy people shall live in the new heaven and new earth. He who trusts in him shall never be dismayed. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. And no one is able to snatch them out of my hands and my father's hands. We are unshakable because we trust in Jesus Christ. Nothing in all world is able to shake us. So do not despise the gospel. Do not despise him who speaks. Do not despise grace. Do not despise Jesus and his blood. 
Do not say, I hate holiness. I hate God's commandments. I hate persecution. I hate discipline and chastisement. There is no refuge for you in this world. He will smoke you out of all bushes and caves and holes in the ground. That we think will shelter us. Let's listen to this passage. Revelation chapter 6. Then the kings of the earth, beginning with verse 15. The princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty. And every slave and every free man hid in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. They called to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us. And hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. Wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come and who can stand? So enter through the narrow gate. Strive to enter the unshakable kingdom of God. Which the believer is receiving even now. No wonder Jesus said. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And turn with me to Luke chapter 12. 32. Do not be afraid little flock. For your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give it to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted. Where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is there your heart will be also. In Matthew 25 and verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right come. You who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. And what is our inheritance? The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. St. Paul says, kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. When he shakes all things, the kingdom and those in the kingdom will remain they alone are unshakable nothing in all creation shall shake them to refuse the gospel brings greater judgment than refusing the mosaic covenant let's turn to chapter 2 this warning was given before we must pay more careful attention Therefore to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. For if the message spoken by angels was binding. And every violation and disobedience received its just punishment. How shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? In chapter 6 verse 4 it is impossible. 
For those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Ghost, who have tasted the goodness of the world, world, word of God and the powers of the coming age, if they fall away to be brought back to repentance because to their loss they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. Those who are baptized, those who confess Jesus Christ, be careful. It is a warning to you and to me. Turn to chapter 10, beginning with verse 26. If you deliberately keep on sinning, come on now, speaking about us, and you know who you are, who are doing whatever you are doing, Without your parents' knowledge, they have no clue. They have no clue, sir. If you deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or more witnesses. How much more severely do you think the New Testament man? Do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot? Who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified him? And who has insulted the spirit of grace? For we know him who said it is mine to avenge I will repay. And again the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing. Young man, young woman. Do you understand this? It is a dreadful thing to fall not into my hand. Into the hand of the living God. That's why it is stated. Humble yourselves under God's mighty hand. Not my hand. We are just nothings. Today you are hearing his voice. Harden not your heart. Chapter 3 and verse 7. So the, as the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Chapter 3 verse 15, chapter 4 verse 7, three times it is quoted. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. God is speaking from heaven. Do not refuse him who speaks from heaven. This is the day of grace. Soon he shall stop speaking. As I said, you can be in the church, but you hear nothing. You can be in the morning present in the family devotion but you hear nothing because God has stopped speaking and beyond that you die and you, soon you shall stand before the judge what can be your defense he has spoken and you rejected his word you will hear the shocking and shaking words depart from me you evildoers to the lake of fire. And Jesus said in Matthew 25 verse 46. Then they shall go away. To eternal punishment. But the righteous to eternal life. The great shaking is coming. 
for you and for me. Let us run to Christ. Trust in Christ. Let us be in Christ. Let us follow Christ. Run to him and be safe. So here, Psalm 15. Let me speak to you what the psalmist is saying. Verse 5. He who does these things will never be shaken. He who lives a holy life will never be shaken. And Psalm 16 verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Let disease come. Let troubles come. Let persecution come. Let chastisement come. Let death come. Let mocking come. We shall not be shaken. And so. Let us be thankful. For grace. Worship God acceptably. How do you worship God acceptably? Doing what pleases him. Life's ambition is not to have fun. The chief end of man is to glorify God. And to enjoy him forever. Woe unto that person who sees all things under the rubric of fun. You are spoiled rotten. When you consider that fun is the purpose of our life. Our purpose, purpose of our life is to find out the will of God. And do the will of God. Second Corinthians 5. Verse 9. Listen to the language of St. Paul. So we make it our goal. To please him. Whether we are at home. In the body or away from it. Ephesians 5. And verse 10. We read here. And find out. What pleases the Lord. It's not fun sir. Our real pleasure. Real pleasure comes to us. When we does the will of God. Philippians 4 and verse 18. I have received full payment and even more I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering and acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. The question is what is the will of God? What pleases God? And I commit myself as a Christian to know the will of God and do it that I may enjoy unshakableness when everything is going to be shaken do not refuse him who speaks who wants from heaven be thankful by serving God all of life in reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire 
on the Mount of Transfiguration, the Father said, Hear ye him. And Jesus said, My sheep will hear my voice. I ask you the question, Are you his sheep? Do you hear his voice? Hear his voice before that day of your shaking comes. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to hear your Son who speaks to us from the throne of God. He always heard your word and fulfilled it. And he cried out from the cross, it is finished. Lord, help us to hear and do your will. Help us to be wise builders, to build such structure that can never be shaken. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build, build in vain. Help us to build to stand. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio of the sermon entitled, A Dreadful Warning. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.J. Matthew.